0: Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic His Infernal Majesty, the Devil. May God open the eyes of our understanding as we consider the truth of His Word. Today I want to talk to you about one of the most extraordinary beings in the whole universe. He has a great influence over this world and over the lives of people in general. He's known by many names, but the most familiar is the devil. The scripture speaks of him as both a real and a personal being of evil. However, many people do not think he really exists. To them, the devil is just a bit of religious fiction, or at most a way of describing the sum total of everything evil. Possibly one reason for this attitude is the way the devil is often depicted by cartoonists. I don't believe in a devil who has a long tail protruding from his weird red suit, who carries a pitchfork and has horns protruding from his head. This is not the devil pictured in the Bible. There the devil or Satan is seen as a personality of utter evil. He is as evil as God is good, as hateful as God is loving, and as selfish as God is unselfish. If you're not a Christian, he is your undisputed master. And if you are a Christian, here's your implacable foe. Listen to the scripture as it describes his arch enemy of God and of his people and of your soul. First John three eight. The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus, speaking in John eight forty four, says you are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. He is a liar and the father of lies. Paul tells us, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, 14, and refers to him as the God of this world who has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Peter exhorts believers in 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith. And James adds, in James 4, 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Again, as I've said, there are many people, great many people, who do not believe in the devil. However, their ideas of the devil are very immature and usually very unbiblical. Frankly, many of us who know the devil is a reality do not believe in the devil a popular conception. But the devil does exist. He is a real being and he exerts a tremendous amount of influence and pressure in this world. Two of the arrows which people adopt concerning the devil are first, to deny his existence and simply not take him seriously, or secondly, to take the devil all too seriously. The devil is delighted by atheists and liberal theologians and equally delighted by the attitudes of witches who who believe in him, and even in some Christians whose minds are preoccupied with his infernal majesty and his hordes of demons. As Christians, we are to take the devil seriously. He is living, he is powerful, and he has a supreme evil army at his command. But the supreme object of his hatred is the Lord Jesus Christ and Christ's people in this world. But at the same time, We must not magnify his power as if he were God or in fear worship him by praying to him. To address him in prayer while we are praying to God is to elevate Satan to the status of being a God and to put him on an equal plane with God. Far be it from us to blaspheme God by elevating Satan in this way. The devil likes to be the object of attention, because he's utterly selfish. He's totally egocentric. But as Christians, Jesus must be the focus of our attention. He alone demands our devotion and our utter attention and love. Let's consider some things the Bible says about the devil. Satan is called by a number of descriptive titles. He's called the liar, the murderer, the accuser, the dragon, the serpent, and the ruler of this world. Satan is described as the father of lies, the father of sin, the father of unbelief. He's been around since the earth was created, and he's plagued humanity since Adam and Eve fell into sin in the garden. The Bible seems to trace evil to a fall of Lucifer, an archangel, when in pride and self-deception he exalted himself against God, possibly referred to in Isaiah 14 12 through 15. This led to the birth of sin, and his rebellion brought his banishment from heaven. God created hell for the devil and his angels. 2 Peter 2, 4. God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell, and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. And Jesus, in one of the parables of judgment in Matthew 25, Rupert relates, then the king will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Satan became the god of this world when Adam disobeyed God and thus surrendered to the claims of the devil. Sin and death consequently spread to all humanity. In fact, until God's Holy Spirit opens a person's spiritual understanding, men and women remain spiritually blind and enslaved to Satan and their own evil nature. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 relates, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Unconverted men and women are in darkness into the power of Satan. Paul recounts his commission commission, in the following words in Acts 26, to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those being sanctified by faith in Christ Jesus. When a person is regenerated by the Holy Spirit and thus is converted, God takes him out of the kingdom of darkness and transfers him to the kingdom of light the kingdom of God's dear Son. Colossians 13. Although the devil is no longer our master, he remains a powerful enemy whom we are to resist steadfast in the faith. Even believers can become entangled in the traps of the devil by falling into behaviors contrary to the faith and by believing and teaching false doctrine. Thus Paul exhorts us to pray that people like this may come to their senses and escape the devil's trap having been captured by him to do his will. This can apply to both unconverted and converted people in matters of deception or false behavior that betrays the kingdom of God's standards. There are four ways in which the devil seeks to damage the Christian. He can do this directly, or he can do it through his multitude of agents, which include the world system and our sinful nature and demons they will tempt they will accuse they will deceive and they will devour those four they will tempt they will accuse they will deceive and they will devour first you will be tempted continuously and at times ferociously the lord jesus was tempted in all points as we are yet remained sinless temptation need not dismay you It is the common experience of the disciples as it was of the Savior. Neither should we use temptation as an excuse for sin. God allows us to be tempted by Satan and the evil one's use of our own desires to make us strong and mature through overcoming the devil. But the devil also delights to accuse the Christian before God. He does this day and night pointing out our weaknesses and our sins. He causes us to feel his accusations and induces guilt feelings. Often there are false guilt feelings, but these feelings nevertheless paralyze our effectiveness. The devil seeks to destroy our fellowship with God or to at least disrupt it. We must remember that the death of Christ Jesus has handled our sin problem before God. And as we confess our sin... Our sins, this fellowship is maintained, and the blood of Jesus goes on cleansing our conscience. 1 John 1 Refuse to allow the devil's accusations to impede your fellowship with God. When you sin or yield to temptation, do not despair, simply turn to God in prayer. The writer of the book of Revelation tells us how the saints overcame Satan the accuser. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. As one hymn writer says, Well, may the accuser roar of ills I have done. I know them all and thousands more. Jehovah knoweth none. Come boldly to God in prayer because Jesus paid your sin debt. A third activity of the devil is deception. He deceives through the use of half-truths, which are whole lies. He especially likes to engage in religious deception. We must overcome him by the word of our testimony. Truth is always the antidote for a lie. True doctrine of the word of God is a necessary tool for overcoming the devil and turning back his efforts at subtle deception. The word of our testimony is the word of God as it has been proven true in our experience. Revelation 12:11. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Fourthly, the devil also seeks to devour. As a Christian, he cannot touch your spirit soul, your spiritual nature, but he can kill or maim your body. Job two seven says, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. And also Acts 10.38 relates how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Also, he can come against our minds, not just our bodies, but our minds. When the devil Counterattacks us, believers engage in spiritual warfare. We must resist him, and we must fight against him with the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. See Matthew 4, where Jesus overcame Satan by the proper use and quotation of the scripture. It is written, he would say, rest assured that although Satan roars and threatens, he is powerless to hurt you until your task for Christ is completed. Then even God would turn the devil's seeming victory in our death into his defeat. We read in 1 Corinthians 15, When the perishable puts on imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? That's a quotation from Hosea. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 57. The devil wants to bring Christians into defeat, disobedience, and sin. Paul urges Christians not to be ignorant of his devices. The Bible provides a very accurate portrait of his tactics. Just to mention them, the devil engages in surprise attacks of temptation when we have our guard down and have become careless and overconfident. Sometimes this happens right after a great spiritual victory. We must be ready to be attacked at all times and in any way. He also laid siege against the Christian's will in order to wear him down and erode his standards and drag him into discouragement and defeat. The devil is a master of disguise and subtle attacks. He can make vice look like virtue and arrow like truth. We must learn to test our thoughts, opinions, and desires with the teaching of the word of God. The devil is headed for hell. The Son of God overcame him and has rendered him a total defeat. But there are two stages to the devil's overthrow. One is past at the cross. Jesus triumphed over the enemy but the day of execution is still future. Until the day of Christ's return, Satan is like a roaring lion on a chain. First Peter 5, 8, Peter gave a firm warning about this lion. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But someday, God will finally cast him into the eternal lake of fire, as recorded in Revelation 20, verse 10. But how about now? How do you overcome the devil in our current Christian experience? Here are some tools that God has given us to appropriate. Now, it means you must use them. First, there's prayer. Jesus taught his disciples to pray for the Father to deliver them from the evil one. Prayer is the key that unlocks a storehouse of spiritual power. But is prayer based on the promises of God. Through prayer we have access to one who can do battle with the devil's supernatural powers and make his victory manifest in us. John Bunyan said, Pray often, for prayer is a shield for the soul, a sacrifice to God, and a scourge for Satan. Second, we must remember to put on the full armor of God, which includes the shield of faith. Faith is a growing trust in Christ Jesus to deal with anything that happens to us, Satan has already been defeated by Jesus, and he knows it. Faith is when the Christian knows it too. The third, believer aids in the appropriation of Christ's victory over Satan by spiritual watchfulness. We should not underestimate the influence of evil. It is a contagious disease. We must expect to encounter it and to be ready. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. Involved in this is the knowledge of our weakest points and carefulness in regard to them. And fourth, we must submit our wills and our minds to God and resist the devil. Your resistance is the symbol of reliance on the mighty power of God's Son to defeat the enemy as he is active in your life. As you resist, the scripture is proven true in your experience, which states, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. In the process of resisting Satan, it may be useful to speak to him. Be gone, Satan. In the name of Jesus Christ, go away. Depart, for it is written, and quote an appropriate Bible verse to him. Lastly, use the truth. Encounter the devil's lies with God's truth. The word of God is the sword of the Spirit. And by it, we own the offensive attack against the enemy, and we put him to flight. Amen. Until next time, this is Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. Remember, Satan may be on the prowl, but God is still the Lord of heaven and earth.